0: B'Shem Hashem Naaseh V'Natsiach. Welcome to the Har Lebanon slash Ohavei edition of Daf Yomi. This week's Daf Yomi is dedicated in the new Baruch Ben Karol by Mr. Carl Pindek as well as Mr. Raphael Sitehon. We are now starting on the top of Daf Mem amud aleph. Can I take one of those regular gemaras as well, please? I don't need this one. If anyone wants this, you can have it. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay, so the gemara says Amarav, tul tul We're talking about Rashi explains top Rashi on the page. This is the first time we ever started exactly on the top of the page since that, bet amud aleph. Um. Rashi says, "Habolsaya, one who makes, one who is breaking bread, kordim shito emin a pirusa matza He broke it ve'washit namish aaslah, and he hands it to someone who's next to him. Ve'amalei Take from the from the piece of the berucha al bishesach ben da'im and zorich lazor varech. We're talking about a guy who washed, and after he washed, he made hamotzi, and after he made hamotzi, he broke the bread." and he still didn't put it in his mouth. So he takes the piece of bread, he cracks it, he made hamotzi, he cracks it, he hands it over to the guy next to him and says, Tul, take, bruch, the beracha. Come take the berachah. Now he's not taking a he's taking a piece of the bread from the berachah. But that's what he's saying, come take. Now the problem is that he's talking before he ate. If it, Now, somebody was saying this was going to be controversial. It's not controversial, no one does this. People sometimes talk, in between the tilat Daim and hamotzi. Here we're talking not between the Daim yadayim and hamotzi, talking between hamotzi and eating. Okay? And that's what's going on. So Rav He's says, What? He's talking, hevsek, hevsek. Mm-hmm. He says, tul baruch, tul and salich You don't need to make a new barakah. You're still good. Since the word you said, tul is has to do with the barakah, therefore, you don't need to make a new barakah. But he says, but if you say, Hava melech, bring the salt, or Hava Liftan pass the tahine, or pass the hummus, liftan is something you dip. Bring the dip. (laughs) Then you have to make new beracha, because that's not something to do with the beracha. If he says, tul beruch, take the beracha, I'm talking about the beracha, that's okay. But if you say, pass the salt. But pass the salt has to do with the bread. Yeah, that good. has to do with the bread, but that's not enough. Mm-hmm. According to Rav, that's not enough, and therefore, that's according to Rav. He's one of the major Amoraim and level one Amoraim. Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan says no. Even if he says bring the salt or bring the tehinah, nami and you still don't have to make a beracha according to Rav Yochanan. He says that's also listen it has to do with the birachah. I want the what do I want the liftan What do I want the for? Do I want the to make tahina salad? No. I want the tahinah to dip my bread into it, and that's my bread into the biracha. Therefore it's part of the biracha, and therefore it's also okay. Not telling you to do it. But if you did it, it's okay. It's okay. Okay? But gbilituri, ghbilturi, but if the guy says, "Get the food ready for the animal," tur is a shor. If he says, uh, "Need bra- need the bran for the oxen," it used to be they would take bran. Nowadays, bran. If you have bran, people say, "Oh, bran, un- unbelievable, very healthy." I want people want to eat the bran. In the olden days, they had bran. They said, "Oh, good, perfect for the for the animals." Nowadays, they charge more for bran. Those those days, bran was animal feed. So if they say, which means, take the bran and mix it with water to give it to the ox. To the ox that's salich If you said that before you tasted the bread, you need to make a new barakah. That's according to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Sheshit says, even if you say, need the bread, the bran for the short, you don't need to make a bracha. Why not? Uh, what, how, what, how, what does that have to do with the Barakha? Everyone agrees if you say, uh, what do the, what, what the Mets do? Everyone agrees you have to say barakah then. So why does the Gebil have to do with the Barakha? So the Gemara says, you know how you know it has to do with barakah? Because the Amar of Yehuda Amarav. Because of the famous statement of Yehuda Amarav. He says, A person is forbidden to eat before he gives food to the animals in his possession. emar, as it says in the biblical verse, First, in the Pasuk, in Shema, it says, I'll give grass for your animals. And then it says, you should eat. So it sounds in the Pasuk, that, that, that animals have priority to eat over men and therefore if the guy said guys since feeding animals before eating is also an obligation therefore it is also connected to your eating and according to Rav Shashat, it's still okay. it's still okay right. however if there was no obligation to, to give your animals food before you eat then of course even Rav Shashat would have agreed that it was a sured and you would have to make a new b'racha. but since there is an obligation Rav Shashat says that obligation is what allows you to uh, to not make a new barakah. We're now at the two dots, around eight lines, ten not eight to ten lines down, Amarava. Now, we're going to say a few different statements from the same rabbi. Says the Gemara, Amarava b'ashmur mishum and The person who makes the barakah should not make the barakah until the salt is on the table or until the tahina is in front of the table so they can dip it in there, okay? So a person shouldn't make the belacha and then say, oh, well, well, once, the we, once we mentioned before, bring the salt, it's like Mario's mentioning a statement that says that you shouldn't do that, even though it happens, it's okay, but you shouldn't make the belacha and then say, bring the salt. You shouldn't have you should, it. You shouldn't make the belacha until everybody has salt to dip in. Is tahina in place of the salt? is in place of salt, Yes now this same rabbi, rabbi Bar Shmuel, who's known for saying that you're not allowed to start <laughs> until you have the salt he once showed up at the house of the Resh Giluta they brought out bread in front of him and he made a it right away and they didn't have the salt yet so they told him did the rabbi backtrack from his statement you're the famous rabbi who always says that you need can't make the barakha without the salt, and now hala, you're starting right away without salt. Did you backtrack? And he says, and he said, No, let den tarikh beshash. This bread doesn't need salt, which means in the olden days, some breads were baked saltless, and if you didn't put it in salt, it was an ich taste, and therefore the rabbi had said that it needed to bring the salt. But since the bread was pre salted, he felt like this bread is delicious even without salt, and therefore didn't need the salt of the lefetan, and therefore, he says, my original statement was only assuming it was a plain, bland type of bread without salt. If your wife ever makes bread and doesn't put salt in, you'll know what Rabbi Shmuel is talking about. It needs salt. It salt <laughs> now, understand... Bread already, has, already has salt. Okay, so now, now Mr. Gamio is asking... If that's true, Mr. Hab, Rabbi Haber, how come when they put bread with already has salt in it, how come we dip it into the salt three times before we give it out? It's a good question, and you should know that that's not because of this. That's because al Kabbalah, it's good to dip it in salt three times because it takes away the deen. That's a separate halakha. Again, it's a good thing to do, but halakhically, you don't need it. But this is a halachic thing. If you have no salt, halachically you need to start with, with, with salt. The other thing is that Kabbalah, okay, you want to do it, very nice. We Syrian people like to do these things. Okay, it's very good, don't get me wrong, but it's not a But this is a halakhah, okay? We continue. Another statement from the same rabbi, in the name of the same rabbi. A person who is urinating does not usually allow his urine to fully come out because he's scared it'll land on his toes. We're assuming you're urinating on a straight field, and as the urine is landing far from the human being, he's not worried that it's going to splash on his toes. But as it starts finishing, and the urine starts coming closer to him, talking about a man here who's urinating far, as the urine is starting to come closer to the person, So he stops before he's finished because he doesn't want it to land on his toes. And it's better not to stop before you're finished. And therefore, usually it doesn't happen unless you're sitting, because if you're sitting, then it all comes out and it's not a problem. Amar of Kana says, But if you're urinating not on a hard land, but you're urinating on a sandy land or loose earth, then you don't mind letting it fully come out because the sandy earth that's already broken up will absorb everything and it won't splash back onto your feet. And if there is no loose earth and you don't want to sit down, If you're standing on a high place and you're urinating down onto a incline that is inclined away from you, so then also there it will not splash back on you and you will be able to fully urinate at that point. Okay. Again, this statement has nothing to do with the previous statement, obviously, because we're not talking about it. so But it is said by the same rabbi in the name of the same rabbi. Why do you it over here? In general, when the the Gemara was was made, it was often done orally, and therefore, to facilitate the memory of the Gemara, they would often bunch together statements made by the same rabbis in the same daf. And that's why they will come one next So you remember the statements. If you want to try to remember all the statements of this rabbi, in the name of the same rabbi, we'll list a few other statements that he said. Mm-hmm. As you can see, there's very little connection. Okay. Another statement by the same rabbis. Right? after whatever you want to eat, have salt. and after whatever you like to drink... Shteimayim drink water, viyat tani and then your food will not hurt you. Okay, here's a medicinal statement. Tanya namiyachim. We also have it from a brayta, not just from Rabbi Rashmul. The brayta also says, "Achar kol achilatcha achol melech, v'achar kol shtiyatcha shteimayim viyat tani nizak. Now, Tanya idach. We know it's a different brayta. Achal kol maachal. If you ate any food v'lo achal melech, and you do not eat salt, or oh, you drank any beverage you didn't end off with water then if it's during the day you have to worry that you might have bad breath and in the evening you have to worry about ask which is a very uh, rough disease uh, which which is sometimes could lead to death to choking you' just saying have a dash of salt after you eat dash of salt or a dash of water after you drink Okay. One who floats his food with water, which means that after he has food, he has a lot, drinks a lot of water to have it float in his stomach. He will not have problems with intestinal problems with his digestion because he made sure that there's a lot of liquid in his digestive tract to allow the food to go down. How much water do you need to drink? In order to float your food, Amar Hasta, Kiton, you need a full flask, Lipat, for a loaf of bread. Amarev Mari, Amarev Yochanan. What's a flask? A flask. Flask is a type of jar. You want to know exactly how much it is? I do not know. No, I'm saying. They the drink yeah, they list. put that in the flask. Yeah. Yeah. In the on a yeah, they don't know either. I don't know either, so I can't help them. Okay. okay. Flask can be any amount. There's no uh, set size for a flask. They must have had generally a set flies in those days. Generally smaller. Okay. Now they are. I don't know how they were then. Okay. Ne- 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 nowadays, what they call a flask of whiskey is usually generally a small amount. I don't know if it was similar in those days or not. The Gemara doesn't say, neither do the them. Haragil Ba'adashim, more statements of medicine. Once we're on the statements of medicine, we're going to have a few more statements of medicine. Haragil Ba'adashim, one who used to likes to eat lentils, Yom, once every 30 days. askira He prevents Askirah from coming to your house. Because Askira comes from constipation. And lentils help you go to the bathroom. Okay. Avalkko Yomlo. But don't eat lentils every day. It's bad for bad breath. If you eat mustard seeds, every thirty days, You stop illness from coming to the house. I will call you my It causes weak heart. If you eat small fish, little sardines and things. You don't have problems with your intestines. Not only that, they make, they make a person's body, your whole body, good and fruitful. Now, with that some say that that means that you're able to have children better. Causes a man to have more zera. Amar a guy who usually eats fennel, that's good to avoid heart pains. Okay, Metivi, how could you tell me that is good for heart pain? Because Rashbag Omed doesn't says doesn't say that ketzach doesn't it say that ketzach is really one of sixty deadly poisons. And the guy who sleeps to the east of a storage area that's storing fennel, you might get yourself killed. You see, it's not a good thing. One is if the smell, the smell is very bad, but the taste is very good for you. So not everything that smells bad is bad for you when you eat it. The mother of Yimur used to make bread for her. And she would stick the fennel on the bread till it got the flavor. And then Then she would peel it off so he doesn't have to smell it. So they kind of had a way to figure out how to do this both ways. You can have your can- fennel and eat it too. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, now we're back into the Gemara, which is discussing the Mishnah. If you'll remember we discussed um, vegetables and the vegetables we said that these vegetables the proper bala is boreh priadama with the exception of some who say bore minat de sha'im according to the Biyudah. okay who, who, the one who creates types of grasses okay says the Gemara, papa en halacha we do not say boreh minat de sha'im we say boreh priadama the same rabbi say as well. My tamalulah. What's the reason why Yudal says a separate beracha? Amrakad pasuk says Baruch adunai yom yom. Bless Hashem day by day. Why does he yom yom? Why why not yom vailah? We do by day and by night. Of course not. Ela olmach, come to teach you. Call yom yom every single day. Ten lo me'en Give him its particular brachot. So yom yom means every day. Give him the specific, particular blessings for each one. Hachanami here too. When it comes to the many things in the ground, call min v'min ten law me'en berchotav. Each type of species, which whether it's a grass or a fruit, give it its own thing, and therefore on a lettuce, which is more of a grass than a fruit, he says you should make and <inaudible> not boreh Of course, it's not a fruit per se. Why should you make all ground things, and give all ground things the same <inaudible> Why can't we do each one separately? <inaudible> Again, that's the reason, even though we don't hold him, that's his reason. <inaudible> look how Hashem is different than humans if you have an empty vessel you can put something in it and if you have a full vessel you can't put anything in it it's full if you have a full vessel mean a guy who's full of Torah give more Torah and the guy's got no Torah in him and you try to pour, put Torah in him and it spills right out the more Torah you have the easier it is for him to understand you think it should be less but it works the opposite and when it comes to a guy who's got no Torah you try to teach him he doesn't get it okay how do we know he's getting why how do you know this it says, if you listen, you will listen. If you didn't listen, you won't listen later. That's what that's we was saying before, that the guy who listened first will be able to get more Torah. If you didn't learn Torah, you won't be able to get any Torah. If you heard it once, the old time, listen again. But if you turn away from Hashem, then... You, if you don't, meaning if you don't review, you won't be able to remember it and understand it later. We're now up to the new Mishnah. Baruch Hashem. Okay, says the Mishnah as follows: al perot boreh pri yatsah. al So if a guy has an apple, and he made an adama on an apple. And if you took a tomato and you made boreh priya etz, you're not yotze. So you're not supposed to make either of these berchot. This is a you're not supposed to make. But if you made a boreh priya etz on a tomato, you should know that you're not yotzeh. But vice versa, adama on an apple, that's fine. Why, Rabbi? I'm explain that. Uh, we're gonna explain the reason why we're saying that is because uh, if you the apple is also the fruit of the ground but the, but the tomato is not the fruit of any tree okay so as long it seems like as long as your a vine is not a tree and therefore as long as your is not false it seems to work but once you' falsified it it's not good okay and on everything, im amar she'akol ni'ah bedvaro On everything, if you made a she'akol, you're say. Because like we said, she'akol ni'ah bedvaro is a true berakhah for this thing as well. For everything. Everything came from Hashem. That's good. Says so the Gemara. Man tana iker aran arahu. Okay, in order to understand this, you have to know that the Gemara's understanding... That the source of the tree is really the ground. And therefore, when a fruit grows from a tree, it's really growing from the ground, technically. Amr right. like, Rabbi Nakhmar, it's Rabbi Hudi, this is Rabbi The Tanan, because we learned in the regarding Bikurim. Now, let me explain to you a little uh, introduction on Bikurim. The halacha is that when a person has fresh fruit, the brand new fruit crop for the year, he needs to bring it to Yerushalayim and offer it as Bikurim in the Mikdash. Now, besides of bringing it, he also has to, when he gets there, he has to say a certain chapter of the Pasuk. And in the Pasuk we say, Hashem gave me land, and and you gave me land. there's an entire thing you have to say when you come to the Bet Mikdash. Now, we're asking now, Let's say a guy has fruit that grew in his field. And it grew, and he took Bikurim from the fruit, and he's on his way to Yerushalayim. But the fruit tree in his in his field had been watered by a particular stream. And that stream that watered his fruit tree dried up. And now that his, fruit, his stream dried up, he technically his tree is going to die. So can he thank Hashem in the Bikurim for the thing, for... His fruit tree, even though the fruit tree is dried up at this point. Says, if the stream dries up, or or somebody chopped down the tree, somebody chopped down his cherry tree, you have to bring the Bikurim, but you can't say the Pasuk no more, according to Tanakama. Rabida says, you could bring it and you could read it. Why does Rabida hold that? Because he really holds it's not the tree. That's bringing it. Every tree is really just bringing it from the land, and therefore we want to say that Rabbi Uda in our Mishnah, who lets you if you made a ha- hadama on a etz, he lets you get away with it. He's probably the that's why Rabbi uda must have written the Mishnah because because he holds that the, really the main part of a tree is the ground, and therefore you make hadama. It's really a true bracha. Okay, <clears throat> then we said if you made a etz on a tomato you you not NG. Yeah, yeah. Right? The Gemara asks, P'shita! Of course not! You made a on something that didn't grow from a tree. What do I need? I need a Mishnah to tell me if I made a on a tomato? Do I need a Mishnah to tell me if I made a shi out on a tomato, I know it doesn't work? Of course not! It's not etz! If I made a ha-multi lechem in a alet on a tomato, of course it doesn't work. It's not lechem. So if everything comes so what's the, the what? I think, so, why, why the, the instead the, the, from? the answer to that is, Mr. Stavrash, that huh? the answer to that is that <laughs> the rabbis would prefer a more specific Baracha in order to thank Hashem for something more particularly. But even if I did just like, why did we make a beracha Mizunot? We can make a shackle and everything. Yeah. If Sha'akul works for everything, we should no, make up no, a lechah on everything. Sha'akul oh, covers everything. But the answer is, we'd rather have a more specific one. No, thank you. And if we'd rather have a more specific one, so then, we want to know, what's the hava What is the that thought? It, comes from the either, either. it does, and oh. everything comes from Hashem too. But still, you need to make a... No, that's, that's not specific. That's why it's okay to, to say I'm... I'm yes. Pshita, it's obvious. Amar Avnach, Amar Yitzhak, lo Nitzukha, Ela Rabbi The reason why we needed to tell... You're right. It is obvious that you're not Yosef, But Rabbi Yehuda might have said otherwise. Rabbi Yehuda? Who's Rabbi Yehuda? Oh, Rabbi Yehuda is the rabbi who says that Adam Hadishon when he was in the etz when he ate from the etz hadat he ate from a wheat plant. The etz hadat, according to Rabbi Yehuda was a wheat plant. Now, since a wheat plant is called etz so that means you might have thunk that since a wheat plant is called etz maybe if you took an adamah thing and made her etz you still yotze. And only he is the one who says that. We're going to see now a three-way machloket what kind of fruit was it that Adam Harishon ate? Says the Gemara. By the way, none of the rabbis are going to say apple. That's Michelangelo who says apples. We're going to say what? Apple. Apple. No, okay. No, no. We learned in the B'raita, the tree that Adam Harishon ate from. It says it was a grapevine. That was the, the tree he ate from. A grapevine is also a tree. Now, each rabbi, by the way, is going to tell you, each rabbi is going to tell you how he knows it's a grapevine. Right. He's expecting you to know it's a grapevine because he says, that not expects you to know that it's a grapevine. It didn't tell you, but expects you to know. Why well, does it expect me to know? Because since, since, um, the the, no, since grapes are always the one, the, the, the type of fruit that cause trouble to men, Right with wine, therefore if you see that the, there was an unnamed tree and it caused some trouble, which we all know it caused a little bit of trouble, therefore you should pre- the Torah expects you to understand, wink, wink, it probably was a giffin. Because what else causes all the trouble? That's your mayor's understanding, how we're supposed to figure it out. Right. Okay? She'en <laughs> lechadavar, because there is nothing she'mevi al ha'adam that causes trouble for people elayain. How do we know? Shanayama says, no. He drank from the wine and he got drunk. Ribinachemi Omer. Ribinachemi says, no. Torah expects you to know, yeah, but they don't think it's wine. So I expects you to know that it was a fig. Wine. Why? She be kalkilu Because the the thing that they messed up with? That's how they fixed themselves. It says that they took a fig leaf to cover themselves. So the Torah expects you to look at that and say, oh, scratch, scratch. Fig leaf? Ah, oh, must be. It was a fig that they ate. Oh, okay, good. That's from Nakami's way of figuring out from the Torah what the Torah is making to tell you. The fig leaves are big, not small. Yeah, I know. we didn't say they ate the fig leaves. I know. They ate the figs. I know. Yeah. I have to say that and the third opinion is, The Torah expects you to know that it was wheat. Why? Because since the Torah calls it the etz hadat, the etz of knowledge, what is, the, what is the produce that is eaten by a baby before he learns how to talk, which is daat, Dot is what separates a man from an animal, right? And animals do not talk. And therefore, when does a Tinoch learn how to talk? When he starts eating cereal. And there usually you feed a little baby. You feed it little wheat wheat. wheat 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 farina when it's able to eat that. And therefore, wheat is the food of knowledge and when the Torah says it's a dot it expects you to understand the wink wink dot mm-hmm. yani wheat mm-hmm. right Right. so now we're back because that's just a quote so now we're back to the story so now we're saying why did the Mishnah have to tell you that when you make our etz on tomatoes or etz on a wheat you're not you're I would have thunk. Since Rabbi Huda says that wheat is a type of tree, we might think that if you made Ha'etz on it, you should still be okay, because he holds it's a type of tree. Kamash comes to teach you, the Mishnah comes to tell you. No. When do we make a bore Hechadishi shakla de pedi, when you pluck the fruit, aiti legusa, the branch will stay the hadarma and it will reproduce more fruit next year. Abal bot hechadish ki shakl pedi. We just turned the page up mem bit. But when you take away the fruit, lita legusa, you no longer have the stock, the hadarmapik, which will which can reproduce, lom varchina bore praets. El and that's the story okay so even though we're saying it really is an etz per se Rabbi Yudah will say wheat sure wheat is, is an etz but it's not an etz that gets a boreh etz not all according to Rabbi not all etzes can you make boreh periyah etzes when can you make a boreh etzes that's only when it's the type of wheat of wood that lasts from year to year and reproduces fruit. And since wheat is a type of etz that doesn't last from year to year, yes, it's an etz. But the fruit we don't call b'orai piri etz. No, we don't. The wheat comes from etz? According to Rabbi Yehuda, mm-hmm. when it says wheat from it? Okay, according mm-hmm. to the B'Yehuda, when it says in the Torah. That they ate from the etz hadat, he was talking about wheat. That means he has to say that wheat is an etz. Otherwise, not. the Torah it's is lying, Shalom. Shalom. and we know it's not but true. It uh, it's only according to one rabbi, but we're going according to that rabbi. That's what? why. That's what we that's said. So that when that. the Mishnah says that, we needed to tell you that if you make a uh, etz on a Sorry, on a on a wheat, on a wheat you, you that you're not Yotzeh, We only needed to tell you that for Rabbi Yehuda, who's the rabbi who says that, that, that. that it was an etz? Because right. according to the rabbi who says it was a fig, he would say, of course I don't need to tell you that. Obviously not. Right. But according to the wheat rabbi, mm-hmm. he needs to tell you this thing in the Mishnah. So therefore it must be that the author of our Mishnah, which the Mishnah didn't say who the author was, it must have been Rabbi Yehuda. Because any of the other rabbis would never bother telling you a fact like that. They never. You would never think like that. But Rabbi Yehuda must have been the author because nobody else would write a Mishnah like that. 'Cause it's too obvious. Have you any other ba- trees in uh an al Kulan Imam show can leave a roba? We said everything if you make shakol, you're Itmar. We have Huna Amar, Hutzmina Pat Uminayan. When we said shakol is good for everything, that's only besides for bread and wine. Bread and wine you can't make shot on. Everything else, okay. Have A Biochron man, no. A feel patriarchy. Even bread and wine is good. Let's say that the between Rav Huna and Rav Yohanan with Rav Huna saying that bread and wine is not shah callable and Rav Yohanan saying that bread and wine is shah callable is mirroring a different between two Tanaim. How is that happening? Let's see. Begin the brighter. begin quotes. If a guy sees a loaf of bread the Amar and he says the following words. Begin quotes. How nice is this pita? Blessed is Hashem who created it. What a nice pita. Okay? Yatsah. According to this first opinion, Khalas, he made a bitch already. Eat it. He didn't say He says, How nice is the pita? Baruch Hashem who created it. According to Tanakhama, Yatseh. If you see a fig, then I'm out. And he says, "Kama enazu." How beautiful, a, beautiful is the tana Look how beautiful, the, beautiful. the figs That's are, right? Blessed is Hashem who created it, Sorry. right? Yitzhak, Yitzhak. A coin. Divrei to be meir. These are the words that are be meir. Rabbi Yosei, Omed, Rabbi Yosei says. Anyone who changes the the matbeah, the coin of the rabbis in a beracha, you're not yotzeh. So according to this rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, he says if you don't say, I don't care if you said how nice it is, how nice it looks, how beautiful it is. I don't care what you said. You didn't say those words. Chalas. Okay. Remeir says no. You good. You good. That's machloket Remeir, so we want to say that the machloket between Remeir and Yehuda and the Tana'im is the same machloket as Rav Huna and and Rav Yochanan. Okay, Neymar, let's say Rav Huna the Amar Rav Huna, who said that if you make you can't make a shehakol on bread and wine, is because he goes like Rav Yosi that you have to say exactly what it says in the blessing, and Rabbi Yochanan says, you can say it, you can make, a, uh, make it on bread and wine, he going like Rameer, who says it's okay to make up your own bread says he's going to know, if Rameer was around, you know what he would tell you? Ana, I, what I say, I'm feel i like Rameer. Rameer would say like me too, when did Ramer say it's okay to say, How nice is this bread? When did Ramer say this? That's only by the bread. Because he said the word bread. Right? And he said, How nice is this bread? The reason why let it, because he said the bread word. Right? But if you didn't mention the word bread, you just said, without mentioning the word bread. Even mayor, who led over there, he'll agree with me that you can't just shakol it. Rameer let's the word bread. He's not going to let you shakol something like this. Rabbi Yochanan, and if you ask Rabbi Yochanan, hey, Rabbi Yochanan, I heard that you only go like, um, I heard you only go like mayor. He said, ah, I don't go like If you ask him, he no, 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 I don't go like mayor." All the rabbis agree with me. Odd kind of Reb Yossi. When did Rabbi Yossi say what he said before? Where Rabbi Yossi said that you're not allowed to make a or berachah That's the reason why the rabbi doesn't let there because you said your own berachah, you made up your own words. That's why it's no good. But if you said Sha'akol, that the rabbis agree with, yeah, that's fine. I feel rabbi mode. He, rabbi Yossi, would agree to that case. So each rabbi says, don't paint me into the corner and say I'm like that Tanah. That, that, I'm like everybody. Says the Gemara. You with me? Mm-hmm. Benjamin Raya. There was a guy called Benjamin Raya. Now, Benjamin Raya was a shepherd. Karach okay? Khrifta, he ate bread. And he said, after he ate the bread, instead of Mazon, he said the following words. Listen to what he said. He said, Mara blessed is the master of this bread." Amorav, Rav said, "Yasa, chalas, go home." Yes, Gemara. Oh yeah. Didn't Rav? Isn't Rav famous for having said anytime you make a barakah without mentioning Hashem's name, it's not a bracha? More says, D'ama, "No, he didn't really." But Benjamin Raya didn't say that, exactly that. D'ama baruch Rachmana Blesses is Hashem the mass, the the master of the pita. He, he missed the word Rachmana in there. Maurice says, "V'aberinat sholosh He said it's like he said the first berachah of the katamazon, but the katamazon has three berachot. You only said one. You missed al arz al mazon and you missed barinu shalaim. What about those? My yatzah, the camera. Rav, now yatsa be debirachalishuna. When yatsa, Rav said yatzah He didn't mean go home. He meant you for the first berachah, he still have to make the other two. Yeah. Mordechai says, "My kamashlan." If that's what he's saying, of course he's yotzei. What else? Avav gave them chol. Even though he said it in another language, meaning he said it in Aramaic, still yotzei. Is that what he's going to tell me? Tanina, I know that from the Mishnah. As the Mishnah says, The following things could be said in any language. So we see we said anything. I don't need Rav to tell me something that's straight out in a Mishnah. The Mishnah, is; everyone knows the Mishnah. Who needs Rav to come and tell us things that are in Mishnah? Says the Gemara, It's Tariq, I need it. I would have thunk. This is only if you said it in a weekday language. It's only if you said it in the same words that the rabbi said in Lashon in HaKodesh. But if you didn't say it in the same way, that you didn't just translate the rabbi's word I would think you rabbi tells us that even though you made a shortened version, it's still okay. Gufa. Now, Gufa always means we're going to isolate and analyze the previously mentioned statements. Okay, we just mentioned before that if you say some uh, that that Rav says and if you don't mention Hashem's name, it's not a B'lechah. Kol melech Hashem has kept Hashem in a B'lechah. Rabbi Yochanan says, Kol melech Hashem ha-Malchut in a B'lechah. And then if you don't mention Melech HaOlam, it's not a B'lechah. Amar Abayah says, Kavateh Tadav Mestav, Rav's probably right. You know why? The Italian related to the B'lechah, it says in the vidui Y'ma Ased, right? Lo avarti mitzvotecha. I did not go against your mitzvot. V'lo shachachti. I didn't forget. What does it mean? Lo avarti. Lo avarti. I didn't go against your mitzvot. Mil barachecha. I always bless you. V'lo shachachti. I didn't forget. Mil askin shemcha. I have to mention your name. So you see, v'ilo so malchut lo ketani. He doesn't say have to say malchut. He said I don't forget to mention your name. So you see that when you make a barachah, you have to mention Hashem's name, but you don't have to make malchut. You don't say melech haolam. Rabbi Yochanan, what is going to say about that? He adds to and therefore he's cool. Okay, we're now up to the Mishnah on Daf Mem Amur Bet. Let's see what we can get done before our time limit. Says the Mishnah. Somebody that did not grow from the ground, you make a shackle. So, what's an example? Alhomet on vinegar. We'll see what that means soon. Goodbye on locusts. There's such a thing as kosher locusts, by the way. Uh, there happens to be a locust invasion right now in Africa. Yeah, crazy. Yes, a crazy yeah. invasion. Mm-hmm. But there are some, some species of locusts that are kosher. And if you eat them, the proper bracha, according to the Tanakhama, is shako. Okay? Coronavirus is not there. Okay? Rabbi Huda says, min any food which is coming from a curse, and Rahim alav, you don't make a beracha until it comes from a curse. We'll see what that's referring to. Uh, it's definitely referring to locust, because locusts not a fun things. So according to Rabbi Huda, if so you're eating locust, it's not shakal, it's no Locust Locusts are little little, it's arbe, little animals that eat up all the crops. Okay, it's happening in Egypt right now. People are not happy about it. Okay, hayu Fanab minim harbeh. Let's say you have in front of you a lot of types of foods. If you have one of the seven species, one of those things, I love what on it. On that, but the rabbis say you make on any one you want. We'll soon see what that means when we get to the next stuff. We know to in the bright al-dawar sha'n giduloman ala that's something that doesn't grow from the ground Kigon goon bassar like animals chayot wild animals or foot birds the fish or meshakoni udulon al-khalav on milk wal basim and on eggs givinga cheese or meshakoni say sha'kol al-pati if sha if you have moldy bread while yin shake cream, and you have wine that got spoiled, while tashir shavaturator, or you have a fruit cooked food that got spoiled, Omer shakol, you make shakol. Al melach, if you have salt, al zamit on brine, which is salt water, while kemahain, and on truffles, who petriot, and on mushrooms, Omer shakol, you say shakol. Says the Gibara. The memrah is the bright that trying to tell me that truffles and mushrooms, they don't grow from the ground? you try trying to tell me that the reason why we don't make is because mushrooms don't grow from the ground? It can't be. I'll prove to you from the laws of Nidanim that if a guy makes a Neder, mushrooms do grow from the ground. Why? Didn't learn it in a it's a guy who swears I'm not gonna eat any of the food of the ground anymore. He comes to the rabbi and says, What I do, Rabbi, I made a swear I'm not gonna eat any of the food of the ground anymore. He's not allowed to have any tomatoes or any um any squash. But he's allowed to have truffles and mushrooms. Why? Because he didn't eat these these are not these are not fruits of the earth. But if he says, but if his language wasn't fruits of the earth, rather he says, things that grow from the ground, if that's the words that he said, he says, I'm not going to eat those. He's not going to eat even mushrooms. So you see, mushrooms actually grow from the ground. So how could you tell me you don't make money You see, they grow from the ground. Ralph is giving me funny looks. Amar Abaye says, Mirba rabu grow they do indeed grow from the ground. Minki, but to draw their nourishment, nourishment from the ground, lo, lo minki, that minki lo yanki me'ara, draw nourishment they don't they don't draw nourishment from the ground. al Didn't we say? The things that don't grow from the ground, does the Mishnah say, the writers, these are things that don't grow from the ground. So don't say it's not a fruit of the ground. It says it doesn't grow from the ground. Tani, al-davashen neck when it's rather change your writer, and the writer should read things that don't draw nourishment from the ground. You're right, they do grow from the ground, but they don't draw their nourishment from the ground. Okay. Now we said, novlot. Now, novlot are interesting things. Um, I am wondering... If I should leave Novlot for tomorrow, should I leave Novlot for tomorrow? Why not? not tomorrow. It's a short draft tomorrow, right? Okay, Novlot is hereby on tomorrow's yeah. daf. Yeah.